This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you by Fossil Bluff. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Winding Stairs. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda. Thank you for taking some time to explore a little bit about Freemasonry with me tonight. Today I have the privilege of being here with a brother that if you have ventured into TikTok for any reason and search the words Freemasonry, Masonic, Masonic talk, or anything related to that, for sure you have seen this brother in action. One of the most amazing brothers who is spreading a lot of positive information about Freemasonry on TikTok right now, Brother Widows Mijo. My brother, welcome to the Winding Stairs. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for having me, and I appreciate the introduction. Thank you very much. Uh, when I when I started looking at TikTok, I full disclaimer, in the Masonic Roundtable, which is one of the podcasts that I have uh, been a, a host for, we were talking about, okay, what's the next social media tool that we need to use in order to communicate with people? This happened a few years ago. I was adamant, I'm not interested. Not pass, I'm not interested. Because the experiences I had with TikTok told me, this is not for you. You're too old, you're too stiff, <laughs> you're too serious. This is just not your, this is not your space. So initially that's how I, I became aware of, of TikTok and I started looking at Masonic topics in TikTok. And there was very few things here and there. Uh, I didn't come across your your content at that time. But then later on, I became a consumer of of TikTok and I started watching and spending time looking. And there you were. I saw you and you were hitting some very serious points. You were backing it up with receipts. I loved your style. And I wanted to to get a little glimpse and share a little glimpse of of what motivates you like how is it that you are doing the kind of work that you're doing and reaching so many people because i think it's a it's a very positive thing so to get started please uh give us an insight into the early influence that you had with freemasonry as far as i understand you had some conspiracy theories about freemasonry before you really became interested in a in a serious note is that true Absolutely. Yeah, at the uh, the earliest stages. Um, I mean, I kind of personally consider myself to be a conspiracy theorist since I was about 11, 12 years old. Uh, I watched the movie Fahrenheit 9-11, and that's when I realized that not everything that we're told on the news is always true, or we get the full information. And I was it was like earth shattering. I was like, people lie <laughs> about serious stuff. And uh, so, yeah, fast forward to, uh, I was about 19 years old. Between that time period was whenever I was just really, really into the conspiracies. Like, so like mid to late uh, teens, I was researching and doing that. And uh, basically I dropped out of school. I had nothing better to do. Uh, besides looking to studying stuff that I wanted to study rather than what was going on in school. Um, got my GED and tried college for a little bit, but ended up dropping out of that too. Conspiracy mindset kind of made me not a fan 
mm-hmm. of the school uh, time frame, basically. And uh, but whenever I was 19, I started my tattoo apprenticeship. And so I had accumulated this basic idea because the conspiracy theories back then were a lot more mild compared to now. It was just like, oh, Freemasons is like an elite group of individuals. Uh, some might be politicians, some might be judges. Uh, and there's rumors of devil worship. So it was very mild compared to how it is today. Um, but I started working with a Mason whenever I started my tattoo apprenticeship. He was the manager of the tattoo shop at the time. And then he basically introduced it to me. And I started basically messing with him. It was like, so you guys like worship the devil and do all this weird stuff. <clears throat> but I, getting to know him, I could really get a true sense because like this, this man's like a Mason's Mason. So mm. he he gave me all the information that I needed. I instantly went to researching his claims. They all backed up. So then I started debunking stuff back then. Um, all the conspiracy theories back then were not true. And so it uh, it absolutely intrigued me. And that's what inspired me to want to join was mostly the philanthropy side of it. Interesting. And when you started debunking, was it just on a one-on-one basis? So you would do your investigation and then whenever you see that your friend, you tell him, uh, not your friend or anybody, you would interact with them or were you interacting in social media in that debunking process? Um, not so much social media uh, as far as the conspiracy stuff. That was all just kind of like personal studies, personal ideas. Uh to an extent, like, I guess there was somewhat of a, like, conspiracy community. It wasn't so much that, like, like, I wasn't on Reddit or anything like that, any subreddits. Uh, but I used that for, you know, some research purposes. But uh, but really, it was just for, like, myself, uh, just looking into it. Because the way that the conspiracy community used to be, even as early as, you know, 10, 10 to 12 years ago, is people would come up with ideas and say, Hey, this is fishy. Y'all want to help me figure this out. Mm -hmm. And then people would work together. And if something ended up not being true, then they would accept that. Uh, And that's, so that's kind of how I always approached my debunking process was before I saw a claim, I would first look up to see if it was already debunked. And then I'd base my opinion off that. Uh, I just didn't really do that so much with the Freemason stuff because I wasn't really that concerned with it. But lo and behold, started doing my research. And uh, yeah, a lot of those uh, Leo Taxel claims and uh, against Albert Pike and Freemasonry and all, all that stuff ended up being uh, hogwash. So I was like, OK, sign Le- me up. <laughs> Leo Taxel, the Masonic gift that gifts on giving. <laughs> my goodness. Right. Uh, you were very fortunate that the that someone within this apprenticeship location had it wasn't just a mason, but like you said, a mason's mason. Having that that access, that direct access, and and I presume like an apprenticeship, um, you spent a lot of time with that individual, getting to know mm-hmm. the craft. But as a byproduct, you get to know the man. Yeah. So, so was it part of of what? intrigued you the most there what he said or how he acted and behaved uh i would honestly say all the above just because getting to know him 
then getting to know that he was a Mason and what Masonry was all about, uh, I was like, this guy's just, you know, Southern gentleman, good old boy. There's no way that he's secretly worshiping the devil and trying to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I got to know him. And uh, even though I didn't get to join his lodge, uh, kind of long story short, uh, the guy that apprenticed me at the time was an egghead. And he wanted to join masonry for the wrong reasons. Hmm. And then he basically stonewalled my ability to join at the time. And plus I did happen to be an atheist at the time. Hmm. And so it wouldn't have worked out anyways, but the more that I started to talk to him, the more it started to kind of like open up my mind a little bit more, so on and so forth. And a few years later ended up, uh, you know, coming to my own spiritual conclusions, uh, and he was like, yeah, that works. But then once our mutual friend found out that that was that I was going to be turning in my petition, he basically pulled him to the side and was like, if he turns in his petition, I'm blackballing him, uh, oh, God. which are, which should have proved right then and there that yeah. like, I mean, his character. But mm-hmm. I, I, I knew that that guy would basically uh his true colors would show eventually. And sure enough, they did. He's currently, uh, you know, I don't want to put him out there like that, but yeah, yeah. he is currently sitting in prison. So wow. Wow. Uh, for the second time, the first time is what got him kicked out. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's, it's definitely a, a very rich story. Not a lot of people are able to go through that journey where they're um, exploring on their own and trying to decipher things for themselves. Uh, you you seem very self-driven you seem very uh very focused in your whenever you're looking at information whenever you're researching it it seems like you're very focused in trying to find things that are are going to be the truth and not just that but they're that they're going to make sense to you so it's it's interesting to see the the whole ebb and flow where at, at one point you had no spirituality well i can't say that because you could be an atheist and still be spiritual but you were an atheist and then eventually through your own uh research found things that really connected with you and now you're in the in the in an opposite uh, side of the spectrum where uh for those brothers who who haven't had an opportunity to to see your content I, I'm going to have links in the in the description, in the show notes, because I, I think that you need to see the kind of work that Widows Miho does. Uh, of course, that's not his birth name, <laughs> but <laughs> that is uh, what we're going to call him. But uh, this is a true brother that really works hard to put masonry in a good light. Now, obviously, let's right off the bat people that are that are used to seeing my my program there there may be a very similar homogeneous look to the brothers that come and spend time with me in in the interview you have but here you are i don't know if you know this or not but you have tattoos on your face have you wait what i didn't want to be the one to tell you bro I, I told the makeup lady to cover him up before we got on. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, you got to see this. A very close fr- uh, friend of mine sent me a a screenshot of you. 
Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> a, a couple of months ago, he sent me a screenshot of you. He didn't know that I knew you. And, <laughs> and he's like, this dude in TikTok, he's, is he for real? And, and I wrote back, I'm like, yeah, this bro's legit. <laughs> it's like, there's no, there's, this is real. And, and especially because I think he highlighted the, the, the following. So on TikTok, um, brother, how is it? I, I kind of was going to treat it like a first name and last name. I was going to say, brother Mijo, that's your last name now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> brother Mijo has a quarter of a million followers in one of his accounts. And that's a lot of people. Uh, you know how many meetings, many lodge meetings you would have to go to in order to, for your voice to reach a quarter of a million people? And that is one of the highlights of, of the power that social media has. Granted, not, the, not a quarter of a million are Masons, but there is a mix there of Masons, people who have been in Masonry that are no longer active in the fraternity, or as we, we say in, in Spanish, they're dormant. Um, there are people who are interested in joining Masonry. And there are people that, of course, have very negative views of Freemasonry. And Brother Mijo, part of what he does is bringing some truth about what Masonry is all about. So I wanted to ask you about the, the whole aspect of when you started getting involved in on TikTok. Did you start as a consumer? Was it were you just consuming content, just browsing, spending time there? Fossil Bluff is a purveyor of uncommon Masonic artifacts, a creator of bespoke handcrafted curious creations. Their tagline, gives for today, inspiration for a lifetime, is more than just a catchy phrase. It encompasses the ideal that results from a lifetime of experiences that reach beyond the ordinary. It is the goal of Fossil Bluff to help you continue your experience through their thoughtfully crafted collection and provide like-minded individuals with items that invoke a feeling of heritage, legacy, mystery, and quality. Fossil Bluff strives to inspire each and every person that finds them with a sense of discovery and possibilities that exist in all they aspire to do. To see their collection and take advantage of the exclusive promotion they've set up just for our listeners, visit fossilbluff.com TWS. Uh, yeah, yeah, precisely that. I, you know, it was pandemic time and everybody was going over TikTok. Same scenario for me. I was just like, this is a very corny app. It's not anything that I'm interested in, really. Ironically, I used to make music and I got notifications on Instagram that one of my songs uh, had gone viral on TikTok. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay, maybe I should make a TikTok. Uh, but there was literally like no luck with that whatsoever because I mean, artists on TikTok is like a dime a dozen. Plus, I don't mm -hmm. even do that anymore. I haven't recorded a song in over a year and a half. Um, but so then I just started like consuming uh, because it was basically a combination of like YouTube and Instagram combined because I was learning a lot of cool stuff. Uh, and again, even as a Mason, I still do consider myself somewhat of like a conspiracy truther. I don't like to mm -hmm. go into the outlandish stuff. I like to look real deep into things that 
actually are worth raising question about. Um, so I'm watching conspiracy content and it was just flooded with yeah. nothing but anti-Masonic rhetoric and all kinds of nonsense. But the, the one thing that really got me was whenever I started seeing accounts that were like condoning violence mm -hmm. and like arson and just all kinds of disturbing things. And the first thought that pops up in my head is that people can take this to a point where there could be an elderly brother just out on an evening stroll with his wife just happens to be wearing his lodge shirt and then some person that's completely ill-informed decides to be a vigilante and then someone could potentially get injured yeah uh or or worse you never know mm -hmm. uh in in the, in the world today and so i don't know my mind tends to go places like that and so i don't know like basically when i found masonry when it was finally time that i felt like i'd found god God pushed me into the direction like there was like a whole scenario with that where it was like the right time for me to finally join masonry and I found it whenever I needed it most more importantly I found God when I needed him most and uh I just it it masonry literally saved my life in more ways than one mm -hmm. and uh so that's why I'm so passionate about it is because not only for what masonry stands for, but also it gave me so much, like all the working tools, all the moral lessons, every aspect that I can think of with masonry really helped me like, like on a, like a deep spiritual level to where that's what I want to give back. It gave me almost a, another chance at like really embracing life again. So I want to embrace life back into the fraternity. Mm -hmm. So what better way than to spread light when I already have debunking history, I can easily start making content and start at least giving the other side of the story and letting people decide for themselves. That's great. You you had you were equipped. You had the necessary tools in order to respond to what you saw. That's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about because I wanted to know if when you started combining the social media, media platform of TikTok and Freemasonry, if you started on a mission or if you had adapted your, your interaction with it because of what you saw. And, and you basically explained that. You started seeing the kind of outlandish claims that people were making, the that insidious call to action that some people may take, whether as to vandalism or arson or, or worse. And you decided, okay, no, I, I have to do something about this. And, and I like the, the fact that you're not an outsider uh, from, from, from the point of view, if, if we look at it, you were already well-versed in conspiracy theory. You had been in that world. So who better to talk to this uh, specific demographic or psychographic than than you. So I think that we're we're fortunate to see to see that manifesting. It, it's it's so it's so interesting because it's almost like uh, if it wasn't you, it would be someone like you. You know, it's almost like you were the right the right person for 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 the job. 
that's it's very cool to see that yeah like it's that, that that's why i felt you know obligated just because of even even again seeing where the conspiracy community has come to is mm-hmm. like it's now demonized to fact check because i understand that there's fact check websites that sometimes aren't you know completely accurate or they whatever the case may be but like fact checking doesn't just mean snopes it means doing your own research Mm -hmm. and finding out the facts for yourself and it was disappointing to see that in the conspiracy community as well as just like like same thing you had mentioned there was people that were making educational content here and there there was like a few brothers that was doing it before i was and but there was no one that was actually like doing any type of debunking Mm -hmm. and so i think that that is especially you know like you mentioned the look the internet was not ready for a face tattooed freemason uh that also (laughs) was a conspiracy theorist and a troll (laughs) who let this guy in (laughs) yeah uh uh you know somewhat of a jack of all trades uh you know and i as far as internet culture goes so the 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 counter just wasn't ready for it and Mm. I think that that's why it gathered as much attention as it did, especially like losing my account at one point for a little bit, starting that second one, now using it as a backup, got my first or no, using my original one as my backup, using my second account as the main account. Did you pass your first uh, in in terms of followers? How long did that take? um, Well, basically... By the time I had gotten the account back, I want to say I was about 70, I was about 70K when I lost the account. Uh, And then, yeah, but I was also on my way to Lodge the the night that I realized that I had lost it. But uh, I wasn't discouraged because uh, whenever I went to Lodge, like it was a really good night at Lodge. Uh, Ironically, it was someone had sent a gift a brother from another state had sent in a gift. They went through Grand Lodge and got the approval and it was presented to me at Lodge. I had no idea. I was sitting here thinking like, this is the worst day ever. I'm about to get kicked out of masonry because they, you know, the way the secretary had worded it was like, so usually when this type of email crosses my desk, it's nine times out of 10, a bad situation. Oh my God. But there is that one out of 10 situation where it's a good time. And this is that one out of 10. And then he called my name and I was like, Oh, (laughs) okay. You had me super nervous. Uh, But yeah, it ended up being, it ended up being uh, a gift. It's a hand whittled uh, cane from a brother. Nice. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, so it, uh, sorry to sidetrack, but basically it made up for the fact. And I was like, the first thing that I thought of was my working tools, like TikTok knocked my account down. What am I going to do as a Mason? Am I just going to fold and like, you know, just give up because I mm-hmm. lost 70,000. No, I'm going to go home and I'm going to make another video and start a whole new account. Yeah. That's great. And then that that's what I did. And uh, that one grew exponentially fast. Uh, called up to the other one, finally got it back. And then I just kept using that one as the main, just because, there wasn't as many reports like mass reporting going on. So a little, yeah. little bit better algorithm uh, uh, momentum. And then it's just grown since then. To give people some clarity, because of course, not everybody who listens to this show 
is familiar with TikTok, let alone Masonic, Masonic talk, right? Um, basically, in in this in the app, if you've seen TikTok, the reputation that I had received from people about it is like, okay, no, this is a place where you go record yourself dancing or making a fool out of yourself, and um, and then just post it for clout. So that to me was not attractive. But when I started to see, okay, wait, there's there's room here for other types of content. And then I saw your account. I saw a few other brothers that are are doing some some very cool informative stuff. And I thought, okay, well, this is not such a departure from from what I've been doing to the different channels that I that I've I've been pushing the winding stairs. But one of the the aspects that TikTok has when it comes to what he mentions about getting his can, his account canceled is that anybody can report a comment or a post as violating the guidelines of the community. And TikTok seems to be very uh, trigger happy when it comes to that sort of stuff. It's trying to protect, obviously, they're trying to protect themselves that and taking any kind of uh, claim seriously. So it's almost like they'll shut down the account or ban it or, or mute it or restrict it without doing any investigation. And then it's up to the owner of the account to then perhaps file a, um, what do you call that? Um, almost like a counterclaim and say, no, this is not right. This is what I said, or here's the proof of what I did or whatever. So, I've seen that a lot, uh, not just with you. I've seen that uh, Brother Fluff, which is another uh, influence, uh, influential Mason on TikTok. Uh, Brother Harper Crates also has been uh, kicked out at a point or another. Do you have any suspicion as to what is that's making your accounts uh, so... Um, Propensa. I can't think of the word in English. Uh, <laughs> uh, so like targeted. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How come? How come we see that happening? What What do you suspect is is happening? Do you think it's retaliatory? Do you think it's um? Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I would say absolutely, uh, like retaliatory because every single time that it's happened, it was always on a video, uh that you know would completely blow the lid off of you know some major claim that the you know modern conspiracy world has been sitting on and just totally embracing for the last like i don't know 10 years and then here i come just out of nowhere just like nope 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 <laughs> and people just hate freemasons like and they don't even know why half the time it's just like most of the people are just like saying stuff that they've just heard in passing seen in other videos or you know came across something and then half the time they're just like they just don't even know why they don't like freemasons mm -hmm. so uh people and and then obviously you have people that are very passionate about their uh individual faith and they will do anything necessary that they or that they feel is necessary to defend their beliefs and if that even calls for action to get a post removed it's 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 all the above basically i've had to deal with all of it mm -hmm. now it's 
I've seen some surprising claims online, some surprising things everywhere. It's not just on TikTok. I've seen it on Facebook, on Twitter, but there's something different about TikTok. There's something different about the how cavalier people are about their claims, about the approach to trying to uh, to stop something. What would you say is, has been one of the things that has surprised you the most from that kind of dynamic on on that platform? Uh, it, it's, it's TikTok is an interesting world, if you will. It uh, in a in in a world where everyone shouts at the top of their lungs misinformation 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 like they're, they're like everything is misinformation but then it's like they fall for the misinformation and that's what goes viral and that's what grabs the attention it's the shock and all it's the the the, the vulgar like accusation whether, whether it's true or not if it sounds sexy they're gonna go all over it right mm -hmm. so it's 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 a shame because people are I, I feel people deserve truth no matter what the scenario is. And I feel that people genuinely want truth, but they they see the numbers and they're mm. infatuated by the numbers. So they see a TikTok content creator who say their niche is conspiracy. They've got several videos that has thousands of likes, millions of views, hundreds of thousands, however many. And then they see like tons and tons of followers. Sub subconsciously, I think that they're just like, drawn to that because they're like oh obviously there's a following here i'm not really going to investigate i'm just going to follow since everyone else is and taking what they have to say because obviously a bunch of people agree with it mm -hmm. whether it's right or not so and and the unfortunate thing is that tiktok likes to push that content it's very very uh weird uh paradigm if you will yeah uh but it gives people what they want. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, at the end of the day, it's entertainment. And people want yeah. to be entertained, whether, whether it's facts or, or not. But facts can be fun, too. It's just all about the delivery. And yeah. I think that that's where I strive as well. Because, you know, kind of like my username, Widow's Miho. Uh, it's, it it, it kind of shows my, my, my goofy side as well. And then I do a lot of troll posting because... It, it shows a side of not like, since I am being like representative of Freemasonry, I'm claiming openly that I'm a Freemason on the internet. And, uh, it, but it shows that we're just normal people just like anyone else. Yeah. This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you by Fossil Bluff. To see their collection and take advantage of the exclusive promotion they've set up just for our listeners, visit fossilbluff.com slash TWS.